Last week, I was down in Florida reporting on SOFIC, the Special Operations Forces Industry Conference that takes place every year at the Tampa Convention Center. While I was there, I learned a seriously scary fact. Terrorists in the Middle East have begun buying drones from overseas markets and using them to drop bombs. Today, I learned a second fact that made me feel much better about that first one. To combat this, DJI, the company behind the popular Phantom and Mavic drones, is instituting no-fly zones in the Middle East. So even if an enemy insurgent gets his hands on a drone, he won't be able to fly it in a war zone. On today's episode, we have a very special guest here to teach us everything we could possibly want to know about drones. Edward Kostakis, a professional drone pilot for DJI, made up some exercises for beginning pilots. He also brought us DJI's latest, craziest drone to try out, and even found time to critique Peter Martin's flying skills, which are not good, y'all. They are not good. Later on this episode, we also talk to Alex George about keeping your home Wi-Fi safe and introduce our newest segment, Hat Facts. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and if there's one thing you can say about the most useful podcast ever, it's that when the inevitable drone wars start, you're going to want to be on our team. Uh, flying drones is really hard, and we have with us two people who are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Peter Martin, who has crashed several drones, including one better. that we uh, we were we had hoped to have here today, but then he broke it. And then uh, Edward Kostakis, who is a pilot for DJI, which is kind of the leader in drones, I, right. I feel like. Um, first question, Peter was about <laughs> to ask this, and I have the same question, is uh, how does one become a pilot for DJI, and how does that job exist? What do you do? So... Uh, there's a bunch of events that DJI always holds. Uh, they always uh, release some new products every two, three, four months, something like that. And because we do releases all across the country, we need experienced pilots who know what they're doing uh, to pilot for these events. And okay. they can be pretty complicated situations a lot of times, pretty close to, to people, indoors, stuff like that. So they want to make sure that they have somebody that they can trust with that kind of stuff. Uh, it also entails going to like uh, production sets and, and, and uh, helping actual movies get their shots for whatever they're looking to that's do cool. or yeah oh, that's a cool idea. music videos and indie, indie films things like that yeah. did you already work for dji and then they said you should be a pilot or did you send them a resume by no so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's not a bad idea wow. so no i um i've been flying uh, for my own company zismo media uh, based here out of uh, new york uh, since 2008 and uh, there was a job posting available on one of these sites and said, looking for a pilot for DJI in New York City. I was like, oh, man, like that's like top for me. Like It doesn't get any better <laughs> for that. It doesn't get any better than that. So it sounds like I, a cool job. It, what is the most difficult part? I feel like well, I, have, I feel like Peter should ask this question. I have an approach. Yeah. Because it was, so my approach originally was just, what I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick it up. And it was fine. I think that was a mistake. Because <laughs> uh, I was talking to my brother after. He learned by just letting it hover two inches off the ground and trying to move back and forth, left and right, like to get to get your bearings before you try to come up in the air mm -hmm. where you could catch in someone's hair or as I did run into the wall over and over <laughs> again. Um, is there, when you teach somebody, is there a first step like that just to familiarize yourself or is it better just get up there, figure like throwing yourself in the pool or holding onto the side with a kickboard? And so that all depends with what kind of drone you actually start with. Uh, what I always tell people, because I don't want them to start going out there and just spend five, six, seven hundred dollars on something that they probably will smash and crash. Yeah. So what I always tell them is, look, uh, go online. You can find a nice drone for about a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Get used to flying that thing. Um, fly it indoors. Uh, get comfortable with that understand what does what understand what the left stick does what the right stick does what are the flight modes before you go out and buy something like five six hundred bucks so yeah. go online 
buy yourself something like about 100, 150 bucks, fly it in your room, something small that's got the propellers that are you know covered. So whenever you hit a wall, it's, yeah. it's not as bad of damage. Um, and very common misconception is that the smaller ones, everyone thinks that the smaller ones are easier to fly. No, it's actually quite the other way around. That makes sense because they just yeah they don't really have GPS. So they're not really you can't really hover in a in a in a place. But uh, like for example, with the Phantom Four or with any of the Phantoms or like the Mavic, it's already it just it uh, it levels itself out. It yeah. holds itself in place. That's what you I. You could take your hands <laughs> off the sticks. You could put the remote down and walk away from it, and it won't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't suggest that. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But you know, yeah. you could. But you could, right? One of my problems with it, and maybe this is just practice. Mm-hmm. The second that I kind of lose control, it's over. If I try to get a little speed, so, if I make it go forward, there was no way for me to recover from that. The second that that, when I was kind of doing it slowly and moving forward and around yeah, the room. Yeah, you always want to start small adjustments. That's another thing. Everyone thinks that oh, to get it moving, you just got to kind of like push the stick real hard yeah. and like let go. I was like, no, no, no. The smoother you are with the drone, the more control you're, you'll, the, the, excuse me, the smoother you are with st- on the sticks, the more control you will have over the actual drone. Um, that's why whenever I, I tell people, oh, when you're flying indoors, just small adjustments. Yeah. Very small. That way you can see if, if it's starting to go in a direction you don't just slope, you give it the, just the counter, you know, the counter direction and come right. right back. You don't have to worry about it. If you start, you know, Jamming on the sticks real quick. Now it'll come out of your hands. Like you, you won't know what to do because you won't know what you punched in last. Right. You know you won't know where what you won't know what the direction of the drone is that you that you, that you told it to go. So you start getting nervous. You're indoors. I don't want to smash it. And yeah. You end up doing exactly that. <laughs> what about orienting the drone? Because for me, the second that when I'm lined up with it, it's cool. I know it's pointing forward. I'm pointing forward. Mm-hmm. But then the second you bring it back to you. I had a really hard time just remembering which direction it was because you hit left on the stick, it goes right. Right, right. So everything is kind of mirrored. Yeah. Is there a trick for that or is it just get better at it? That's probably (laughs) the answer is get better at it. So the the best way that I can recommend to do that that kind of training is uh, get something with GPS. Go outdoors, okay? And don't go far. Right in front of you. Stay about 10, 15 feet uh, in the air and about 20, 30 feet away. And turn it around because when you do lose your orientation, you could always just let go of the sticks and it won't move. So you mess up, don't worry. Just let go of the sticks and then start doing that. Go in circles, understand how that orientation affects you, the way you're oriented and the way the drone is. What I always tell people is you have to imagine as if you were sitting on top of the drone. You are not down here on the ground. You are sitting on top of the drone. That's how you're piloting it. So when you lose orientation... That's 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 really the best way. You go out and 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 practice that with something that has GPS, so that yeah. when you do mess up, because it will happen, that's fine. That's that's part of learning. <laughs> yeah, you just let go of the sticks and start from the beginning. It's not a big deal. It's also nice if they are clearly marked at the front and the back. Yeah, it needs to have a bright orange front. Yeah, so that so I can just look up and see. Yeah, a lot of them do. Orange eyes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah, the DJI stuff has like red lights to the front, green lights to the back. Oh, that's good. So it's pretty easy to to to, to distinguish the two. Yeah. Is there a maneuver that is particularly difficult, like one that took you a long time to master? I guess the hardest thing would be having to, in, in, during like film, like an, an actual maneuver, it would be like having to like fly through a door, through a window, and going from actual flight to carrying where someone is indoors now, like carrying the drone. So we go from flight to actual hand carry. Does that so make like sense? It's like someone catches it? Catches exactly. It out, yeah. Someone uh. catches it because on the drone there's a gimbal, right? And while the drone's in the air, it's stabilizing. But if we want to bring it indoors and now we have to get closer to people, 
where we can just carry it in towards the people and that's that that becomes a little bit that's harder oh yeah, that yeah, sounds that, difficult yeah, yeah. yeah figure eights and stuff like that you'll you'll once you learn orientation that'll get you so yeah so should, should you kind of uh if you're gonna do this as like a you know an edward costakis course mm. uh should you learn is figure is it like circles then figure eights yeah then circles figure eights flying in boxes uh there's and there's 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 a bunch of different ways you could fly in boxes. Like everyone just, oh, it's just a box. That's easy. Well, try flying in a box with the nose in the box. Then try flying a box with the nose always pointed at you. Then try flying in the box with the nose always pointed out of the box. Then try flying the box with the nose pointed in the direction that you were always flying in. Yeah. See, so there's there's, there's 11, 11 million different ways you could really slice that up. There's, yeah. Yeah. You could get, uh, but that's that's really, that's how you really get to understand yeah. orientation in a small space. And, and that's the safest, yeah. Flying a bunch of boxes, people. Yeah. <laughs> Done. In the office. That's the <laughs> only place to do it. We're like walking by his desk and he's Helmets. Like, we're like, you what are you doing? Flying boxes. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> hits, the, hits the wall. It's part of the job. <laughs> we actually haven't had a drone in the office in a while. Because I broke it. What? What'd you guys <laughs> tell me? Oh my God. I could have brought one. Like, Wait, that would have been good to try with a, a good one. Yeah. To see how much easier that was for uh, me. After it would have been, using you know what? One. If you want to do a second part of this segment, <laughs> I'll be more than happy. We could bring one in. That could be great. And you could hover it right here, and I'll show you how much easier it is. So, yeah, so we'll have you come back with a fancy drone, and I'd love maybe to. That Peter will be a good time. Play with that one. <laughs> I will try not to break it. Alex George is back on our podcast uh, to tell us about um, hack proofing your router, which is not something I realized I needed to do. I have a router. My. I'm at risk of being hacked, and by whom? Totally, it's probably happening right now. Wait, seriously? No. So, uh, so this is if you've got smart things in your house, you're gonna you can protect them through your router. It's you. So I've talked to a lot of guys who do cybersecurity, and they all just they're like, if you're gonna just do one thing, just make sure your router is taken care of. Okay. Because that's a that's yeah, how that's they like the that's door. how they get to your like smart vacuum or your smart fridge or whatever you have your. Smart cat. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what smart things people have. Smart cat feeder is always <laughs> one of them for sure. So if you don't want to get hijacked on your cat feeder, uh, and this is just, I mean, this is very hard to get people to do. It's kind of like telling somebody to floss. Like it's an inconvenience. And I'm definitely not going to do it. It's so, uh, it's a, it, it really is not that much work, but it. Um, Although I shouldn't say that because I'm saying that on air and people be like, well, we know who we're going to hack then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Find her. I don't have yeah. any smart anything, so. Um but so the way people access these devices was because they have a default username and password. I don't mean like the wife, you know, when you have Jackie's Wi-Fi and password. I mean that the device itself has a mode that you can go into where you can, you know, tell it to um, not connect to devices like this or do all these kind of geeky things to it. Mm -hmm. Most of them are the default login is admin and the password is admin or the default is admin the password is the word password mm -hmm. and so what these guys do is they just realize that there's all these devices out there that have those you know generic default username and password and you can they just you know we're able to get access to them that way okay. so uh, if you just change the basic username and password of the router i don't mean again i don't mean the network like jackie's wi-fi and password i mean right. the actual access to it um you'll so uh, forgive me for being confused yeah um so you get you go and you buy your router Correct. Okay, you you connect it to your uh, you know internet or whatever that's coming into your house. Then how you know at that point it has this basic password on it that's admin admin. Okay, yes. and most people don't change that. Yeah, the other reason to change it is because 
uh, once you have access to, you know, once you get in and can do all the geeky stuff to it, there's a, if you find an option to do a firmware update, which means updating the software, like, you know, on an iPhone when it has that little badge next to the app store, it says update these apps. Yes. You which, be I doing ign- which I ignore for six months. Totally, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah but that's where it's, if somebody. That, so basically, what that means is that these security engineers are, you know, somewhere in California or wherever, and they find this way that somebody could take over a thing, and then they issue an update to fix that. Okay. So that's you know, it's again, it's like telling somebody to floss, but you right. should be doing them. So how do you pain. how do you do this? So I'll tell you in a way that. You have Verizon Files, right? I have Files, yes. The way you do that with the... It's the only way in which I am technologically advanced. (laughs) (laughs) I have an iPhone and I have Verizon Files. That's it. I can't get Files where I live. I'm so jealous of that. So the way you do it for this, Mm -hmm. uh, so you connect to your wireless network that's on there. You go home and you just get on your network like you normally do. Yep. And in a browser, you put in uh, the numbers 192.168.1.1. Okay. I can tell I've lost you already. I was like, I was like, what? He's saying numbers. So then, wait, what? Say those numbers again in case someone's listening and they so actually for, want to do this. For a Verizon router, and I think for a lot of them too, you go open up a browser while you're connected to the network, uh, your home Wi-Fi, uh, and in the browser window where you type in popularmechanics.com or whatever, type in 192.168.1.1. And people are just supposed to know this? I mean, that's this that's is crazy. The crazy part of it. Yes. So. I mean, like, it's like, who would, my question is, who would do that? Like, just of the, I would never know to do that. This is the frustration of everybody who watches hacking, sees it happen, and you're like, this is, nobody could possibly be expected to to do it. Right. That's why these, like, mesh routers, like Eero and Netgear's Orbi, yeah. I think these are great because they actually are easy to use and they automatically do stuff like right. this for you. Yeah, routers are not particularly user-friendly, I find. that It is one thing that I, I own one. And I don't know a damn thing about it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy to... <laughs> like, don't understand it at all. Yeah, I, I mean, they're better now than they used to be. Like, yeah. a lot of them, I think, you know, probably yours and I think some other ones, they, the username and password to get in will be, you know, a really annoyingly long string of numbers and letters. Right. And, like, the username would be YZF. Right. J7K or something right. like that. So that's that a, is, I, th- mine actually came with, there was like a sticker on the side of right, it that yes. said like, here is your username and password and it was some nonsense thing. Right. And that's all the more confusing because you look at that and you think like, oh, is that the network name? Is that how I get into it? It's, right. It's, it's so really it's, obtuse. W- once you type this number, this ridiculous number into your browser, mm-hmm. then what? You'll get, it'll give you place for username and password it might be again you can look up if it's admin 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 password or if it's on the if it's on a sticker on the side of your router like that okay so you put it in and then you get to for verizon ones you get to this interface that looks like it's from 1997 or something like that it looks really outdated but you'll see options for uh firewall protection whatever all these you know kind of a um you know stuff that you don't really have to worry about but there'll be one section that'll say Look for it. You can say change login username or password or something like that. Okay. So if it is admin, admin, change it to something. You know, it can be the same as the password you used to get on your Wi-Fi. Just change it to something else besides what it came with. Okay. Um, and then the other thing you can do while you're in there, while you're in that weird window, there should, there'll be a section for firmware update. And if there's a way to, if you can pull down a menu and have it say automatically install updates, check that. And okay. if there isn't, you know, tell it to upgrade from the, to tell it to update the firmware from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I have two questions. First question, are you a hacker? And second mm. question, are you a white hat or a black hat hacker? <laughs> so uh, white hat is n- basically looking for, uh, they're call- they call them exploits, like ways to get into you know a, a vulnerability or a, uh, I don't know, a doggy door or something like that to a house, like uh-huh. some way to get into uh, takeover control of something. Uh-huh. Uh, and the white hat guys do that 
in the name of good, like they will do that to um, to tell a company, hey, we found this, you should update this. Then they say thanks. So you are so you are a white hat hacker. I mean, the answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah, for all you know, James Comey's. I don't want to get political (laughs) if anybody's listening. Yeah, but the uh, I, I honestly, the guys who do this are. This is so far beyond the computer programming that I learned. It's it's really crazy what they what they know how to do with this now. So I wouldn't even put myself. That's exactly close to what that. that's exactly what a hacker would say. Ah, uh, you're right. Maybe I'm really good. And then, well, to clarify, and then black hat is the term that they use for guys who do this criminally and uh, exploit. Oh, so if people. you did do that, you wouldn't tell us. No, I'd say what I just said. Okay. Yeah. See, this I don't I don't trust close you. the best. I don't I don't trust our tech editor anymore. <laughs> Uh, we have a new guest here for our latest segment today. That's Eleanor, who is uh, Ryan D'Agostino, our editor-in-chief's assistant. And this segment is called Hat Facts. Cat Facts, right? Uh, no, it's Hat Facts. Wasn't it Rat Facts? I'm pretty sure it's Hat Facts. Okay. okay. The only facts I have are about hats. So, <laughs> so well, I really hope it's Hat Facts. <laughs> uh, so what are your Hat Facts? All right. So my first Hat Fact is actually about a cap, which I think we can count cat as a hat. It sounds right. A cap, yeah. Um, so... In the medieval times, there was a philosopher named John Duns Scotus, and uh, he wore these sort of big pointy hats because he thought that it would funnel um, knowledge into his brain. People in the middle of medieval times were dumb. <laughs> um, but he was really well respected back then. They called him the subtle doctor, which is a great name. Um, but then when the Renaissance came around, people were not as much of a fan of his ideas. And so they started calling his followers the Duns men. Dunces, oh. and so the cap got associated oh, with, with the, the followers, cone. and then they used it to shame children Whoa, in classrooms. Amazing. The dunce cap, yeah, amazing. It's a good so, hat fact. That is a good hat fact. Now you know. Um, hat fact number two is about sports. A hat trick, which I guess is when you score, <laughs> which I have uh, heard, <laughs> which I have researched is I've heard it once upon a time, um, but it's when you score three goals in one game. And that goes back to uh, 1858 in cricket when uh, cricketer or cricketeer H.H. H. Stevenson took three wickets with three consecutive deliveries. Oh, no, I just I just copied and pasted it. I'm not really sure, but I think it was uh, good. He took three wickets. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. And there were three of them. Um, um, and all of his fans collected a bunch of money and bought him a hat. So, and so now, you do this trick and then you get a hat. Well, yeah. now you get like 100 hats because everybody throws their hats on the ice. Because of the hat trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been Hat Facts. Uh, so Ed Kostakis is back here again uh, to talk to us. He has a drone now, and Peter Martin has brought his drone. So uh, yeah. thank you for coming back. Thank you for having <laughs> me. And bringing, and bringing fun toys. So no worries. So what are we going to do? Are you, you going to play with Peter's drone? So we're going to mess around with Peter's drone. We're going we're gonna to mess around with the drone I brought. Uh, but I, I think it would be important to, to just recap really quick on what we did last time. We were talking about uh, specific practices on, on um, being able to... Uh, better your skill at uh, flying drones, right? So I think we were talking about flying in circles and flying in squares and then flying infinity signs right. and stuff. So Peter, have you been doing any of that? I, this feels like piano lessons. No. <laughs> no, have I you have been not. doing so your homework? That's at a all. no. Okay. You, you would know when you saw me try it too, just like a piano lesson. Okay. So, so uh, what, what do you think about this little drone you have here? I've gotten better at it mm-hmm. and I really like it now. Okay. So uh, how long would you say you've been flying this? Total, total air time. Yeah. What do pilots call it? Uh, 
flight time. Flight time. Flight yeah. time. Total, yeah. total flight time. Just to sound a little, a little better about this. Yeah. Max two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Okay. An hour. So I mean, the battery lasts ten minutes. How max. confident do you feel about what you're doing? Not confident at all. <laughs> okay. So if so, <laughs> so if we were to fly this in this room right now, you would. I mean, do you feel like fifty percent chance you might hit something or? or? I think. I think less than fifty percent chance that I would okay. hit one of us. Oh, like one I'd, of us! I'd hit a wall or a thing. I don't think I would hit one of us. <laughs> well, thank you for making it one of us. Okay, all right. So let's put this drone up in the air. Let's see how how well you do with this. Right. Uh, should this we put regular an eye protection? <laughs> yeah, we, we probably should. We should probably stand outside. <laughs> so we should say, and I didn't bring in the little goggles, but if Edward put them on, it'd be probably pretty amazing. But so just to point out that this is the Fusion House Racer drone from okay. Rise. And so it has a little, you can put goggles on, you can have the perspective of the drone and fly with it, which I tried without the goggles just by looking at the viewfinder and that was impossible for me. Yeah, but it, it you takes are a little getting used to. It takes a little getting used to. Um, it's just a nice sturdy little drone. It's feels, a fun little uh, drone. Feels strong. And one of the things we talked about last time that challenged me a lot mm. was that this doesn't stabilize itself. Ah. So that, that was my biggest Typically hurdle was don't. to figure out how to do that. And I think we mentioned this last time too, where it's a, it's a common misconception that the smaller ones, everyone thinks that they're easier to right. fly when... Actually, they're a lot, lot harder to fly. These probably hurt less when they hit you. That's, like, that's, that's one benefit yeah. of the small that one, that one compared to the big bad. one. All right, so right now we have your orientation facing uh, to oh, your I'm left. So I also don't know if it's me, but oh, the boy. balance of it is not exactly... All right, it's so he's flying really around. He looks okay. All right, he's hit one oh, wall, trouble, and trouble he's ditched it into Wait, the foam it. on the wall. And it comes... <laughs> to oh, wow. Sorry, we tried to coordinate a Jackie catch there that didn't work out. And Jackie's bleeding. It actually did, you know what? I, I, don't think, I don't think I'm bleeding. It's hard. Yeah. This is not four people who cannot see this space. It's a little tight. It is, it, it it is. is a little okay. tight. Yeah. So what would you, uh, uh, this, what is this, like uh, 15 maybe by 15? That sounds about That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe a little generous, but... Yeah, but loaded about with that. About that. Okay. Loaded with a bunch of stuff. All right, so things. why don't we let's take that drone away from? Uh, yeah, why don't we put take it on the ground over away here? From yeah, because I've never flown this one, and I don't want to fly it directly to Jackie's face. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, that would like, be bad. Oh, Jackie, such a good sport. I know, I'm just gonna sit over here and be a target. So that's cool. <laughs> she has the longest hair in the room, so, so. she should be the one. <laughs> so how do we turn this? Uh, I think bottom left turns it on. Bottom. So with the left stick. Uh huh. Bottom left or bottom right? I can't remember. Looks like it's bottom right. Bottom right. Right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, it's so already a lot better than I am. Just went right. straight up in the air. So with these drones, you have to constantly have to, you have to constantly give it uh, the sticks feed. Yeah. You have to stabilize it yourself. So this one looks like it, it, it's somewhat stabilizing itself, but it will not hold its position indoors. Right. Right? So... You have yeah, to kind of really tell good it. About it. You have to kind of do for that. A professional drone pilot. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to do that while you're flying it around. The best thing we've done with this was accidentally take it over a box filled with styrofoam peanuts. Uh huh. And the peanuts it flew all over flew the place. Out of the bo- it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. get it back <laughs> over the box. It was an accidental trip <laughs> over the box, but. Um, but this is one of the, this comes a little kit so you can set up um, like wickets basically to run it through. He just laid that in his really hand. Cool. This is tons of fun. It's great. I think it's $180. That is tons of fun. I like that. I wish we knew what the, what the camera was putting it on. So this comes actually with, with, a, with the goggles, you said? It comes with goggles, which you actually would be great at. I'll, I'll grab those Very and check cool. them out at the end. Okay, um, no problem. All right, so we've tried that with a regular remote. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight this just because what I'm going to get into in just a minute here is it's going to be... Uh, 
It's going to be pretty cool. I think you guys are really going to like this. So this is a traditional way of flying your, 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 your quadcopter, your, your hexacopter, octocopter, your multi-rotor. It's a remote, 2.4 gig, uh, connected to a receiver directly onto the copter. And you control it using the throttle stick and the roll and the pitch and yaw, right? Great. So sometimes that could be a little cumbersome, especially for a drone this size. You want to be able to take something like this and get it up in the air and take a picture of yourself if you're riding your bike or out on a beach or, you know, just want to grab a quick uh, picture or video. Yeah. We moved to being able to fly a drone via Wi-Fi. I don't know if you've seen a couple of those. If you were shopping around for this one, you probably saw a couple that had an app that you download, and then it's got <laughs> virtual sticks. Pretty much like this will end yeah. up showing up on your screen. I would screen. hate the idea of not using a, a the actual stick, though. Right. Okay. I think I would hate the so idea. So I, I know where you're coming from because I used to be a BlackBerry guy. I was like, no, I want to feel the buttons. <laughs> I want those letters. I want that. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. And you know when I when I moved over to you know to just the, the smartphone generally just with the screen I was like you know what I could, I could get used to this this makes sense I like yeah. this it's a clean setup okay I get it good uh, so yeah so the drones ended up moving to Wi-Fi and having the sticks directly on the screen so just yesterday uh, DJI released the DJI Spark which is uh, about the same size as this little guy right here and this is probably what, like a six inch diameter uh, I don't know. yeah eight uh, uh, maybe eight uh, yeah maybe seven eight. And uh, so I'm going to bring it out right now, and uh, we're going to go through a couple of things. And Peter, you are going to fly it here. Can't wait. We are not going to use a remote. Ah. <laughs> we are not going to use a phone. Okay. And you are not going to hit me with and it. You, and you <laughs> are not, not going to hit me with it. All right, give me a second. Hold on. It's like the first two I can guarantee, the third <laughs> one. All right. So uh, just for everyone who is listening, uh, we are about to pull out the DJI Spark, which came out just yesterday. It so cute. why don't you put that next to it? Let's let's just size comparison here. Right. They are about the same size. Right. The body the of the body Spark is, is a lot, is, is, a lot is, more is, is, heft yes. to it. But it looks less insecty. It does look <laughs> less insecty. This one looks like a praying mantis, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, it really yeah. does. It does. It does look like an insect. Is it going to sound different? Because I it like that It is going to sound like, different. Yeah, the, the angry <laughs> bees are fun. It is going to sound different because this one weighs, I don't know, maybe about 100 grams. Right. It's pretty Probably light. a little bit less. This one weighs 300 grams. So I'm going to put the prop guards on here. So that's, those are uh, for you, Jackie. Yeah, those are for everyone. <laughs> the really. prop guards. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> those are for everyone. Although if you flip it upside down and land it on my head, I think we're still, <laughs> still going to lose some hair. So the... The propeller blades on this, is that just for storage that they're folded in half like that? So, no. So the uh, the propeller blades, they fold in so you can, yeah, so technically for, for storage. Uh, but just so everyone knows, as soon as the, the drone spins up the motors, oh. uh, the centrifugal force we don't ends have up to do splitting anything. that up. Yeah. You don't have to do anything exactly. It just opens right up and it stays like that while it's in air. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I got the prop guards on. Let me throw in one last prop guard here. And this has its own camera. This has its own camera. This will do 12 megapixel stills. It will shoot 1080 up to 30 frames per second. Okay. Uh, it has active track like the Mavic does. So what you were talking about earlier, yeah. being able to just tap on someone on the screen and then it follows them at the same distance, same height. You can bring the drone in front of them. You can have the drone do circles around them as the person or the subject yeah. is moving. That sounds awesome so and also could, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could say, okay, I, I understand that, but it's it's... The, we, we build them for video. We build them for video and for photo. <laughs> I, 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 I spent a lot of time on this podcast fearing the future. Right <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do here is uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap the back button. That's the battery button, okay? I'm going to tap this ba uh, battery button twice, and we're going to turn on the drone. And okay. it's going to make the same noise that all the DJI uh, equipment does, okay? It's going to make a little beep, and it's going to tell us that the drone is now turned on. 
So we have some lights in the front, some lights in the back, and they all say stuff to, to us. Yeah, we got some blinky lights. So the lights in the back right now are flashing yellow, and that's to tell us that the drone is not connected to a remote, kind of like how we needed to connect to that one. What was, it? was that one flashing too? It was flashing red. It, flash it was flashing red, yeah, right? So this one's flashing the same thing because we're not connected to a device. This, we can fly it with a remote. We could fly it via Wi-Fi from our phone. We could fly it using both okay. the Wi-Fi, uh, the phone, and the remote. Or we could fly it in gesture mode. And I'm going to show you how that works right now. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This is going to be a little bit louder than, than the <laughs> other one. Okay. So uh, I apologize. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to tap on the battery button twice again to initiate gesture mode. So what's going to end up happening is as soon as I tap on that button, the camera in the front is going to look at my face. It's going to say, okay, there's a pilot in front of me. Someone's standing in front of me. I'm in its hand. I'm in his hand or her hand. And I'm going to take off and just hover in place. So here we go. There we go. Oh, green lights. That's got to be good. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Angrier, bigger bees. So you'll notice now I've got my hand out in front of what? it. What? He's playing with his hand. Oh my god. So your okay, hand is so just hold, held up. I've got my hand out in front of it now, right? Yeah. So what would you say? It's about three, four feet away from me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to lift my hand up. The drone's going to come up. I'm going to bring my hand down. Wow. What if you want the drone to go higher than your hand can reach? So we could do that. Not in here, though. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess your <laughs> hand could reach much higher than that. 12 foot ceiling, maybe? So there are a couple of gestures that I could do with this that'll command the drone to do things like take pictures or fly away 15 feet and take a picture from there, yeah. move around. So I'm going to now bring my hand to the left, and the drone will follow. I'll bring it right. Let's go and follow. <laughs> this I'm seems easier than down. what I was doing before. I'm just going to put my hand down, and the drone will stay there. I don't have to worry about it. I can look at you guys, have a good time over here, and right. not worry about where that's going. That's that will hold its position directly over the ground. Not needing a remote, not needing a, a Wi-Fi signal, none of that, because it's got a camera directly underneath it, like the Mavic does. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, you just put your hand out, and it flashed green. <clears throat> when it flashes green, it recognizes when your it hand? When it flashes green, it recognizes my hand, exactly. That's so so when it's red, it understands that there's no one in front of it, right. and it's not going to move. So the camera directly underneath it is picking out a spot on the rug, and it's saying, this is my GPS location while we're indoors. So crazy. So it's kind of like being outdoors, but the camera's just picking out a, a spot on the ground. So if the dog runs under it, does if that the mess dog it up? runs under it, it'll it'll understand that there's something directly underneath it, and it'll incline, it'll it'll, it'll ascend just a bit to get out of the way. Yeah. Because it'll, it's thinking that oh, I'm flying directly over something. I need to create a little bit of space over it and myself. So yeah. it'll it'll compensate for that. So, so I'm gonna let you try this now. All I'm right, ready. Matt. Okay. All right. So what you need to understand a couple of things really quick is remember uh, you have four feet distance. So if you move towards it, it'll it's going to back up towards the wall. Gotcha. <laughs> it's decided it's, to, it's so, to land. So what ends up happening is that if if it doesn't if it doesn't receive a command in uh <laughs> it just lowered down to a foot off the ground. Yeah, right? we should explain. And so now Edward's raising it back up with it. Uh, so what ends up happening is that if it doesn't receive a command in uh, in one minute, it, it understands that no one's coming in front of it. It's right. nothing's going to happen to it, and it's just going to say, "Okay, I'm just going to land until you figure out what you want to do." Yeah. Essentially, right. that's what's yeah. going to end up happening. You've left me. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what happened? Okay. So we're going to try this now. You're right. going to try this. Double all tap right? in the back. So we're going to double tap on the back. All right. You're going to hold the drone directly out in front of you. Okay. You're going to double tap this button right here. Now, the camera's gonna start to scan that there's someone in front of you, okay? The lights will turn yellow. Once they turn green, that means the drone's about to turn on. Okay. Okay, now once they turn green, ears uh, ears open here, make sure that your hands are just down (laughs) below this part over here. You see this? Yeah. Okay, 
because if the if the the motors spin up and your hands aren't you know the fingers aren't supposed to where where they're not supposed to be, you're gonna have a problem. Right. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So once one, when it turns green, okay, it the motors are gonna turn on and then the lights are gonna turn red. Once the lights turn red, that means you can release it because it's okay. at an RPM where the the motors are are sufficient enough right. to put that into a hover right where it's at. Okay. Okay. I'm ready, ready to do this. Yeah, Jackie, boogie. Is your hair ready? Okay. My hair is ready. Now, now he's never. Now I want to make this clear. Have you ever flown this drone before? No. No. Can you confirm that for I us, please? I can confirm okay. that I've only seen him fly this little crazy green one. All right. So okay, the yellow great. is flashing while it scans my face up and down. I right. feel really objectified. Okay, it's green. All right, so now it's green, and it'll go red when I can let it go. Yep. Let go. And now, okay. now it's going to stay right there. Now back up. Take your mic and just back up for. Yep, right there. Hold your palm directly out in front of it. Okay, great. Now, okay, right, so it, it backed palm. off a little bit. One second. Put your bring your palm. Put your palm directly in front of it. Come a little bit closer. Okay. Bring your palm up a little. There you go. It doesn't like Peter's palm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Peter. You got something over your palm. Back up a little bit. Right there. There you go. Okay, right. cool. So go ahead and raise your palm. Oh, there, there you go. go. Now go ahead and lower it. Awesome. Go ahead and bring it back up. Oh, up. Lower it directly in front of it. There you go. Bring it back up. Okay, now go ahead and move left. Uh, put it back in front of it. So you see it turn green. There you go. Now go ahead and come right. There you go. Go ahead, come bring it back over right over here. How about down Move left. <laughs> there you go. And Peter's like trying to hit you with and it. Now even quickly, doing and now take your, put, bring your hand to your chest. Okay. Now and now the drone will stay there. So what other gestures does it respond so to? So it has uh, like this droney feature where if you were to wave to it. Uh-huh. So we're not going to try that in here because <laughs> it'll end up going back 15 feet. And it'll go high, uh, like 15 gotcha. feet high and about 15 feet back. And then once it gets there, it'll engage that active track. That, uh, I know you, oh. you saw that in, in the Mavic. Active track will be engaged, so now if you start walking around and stuff, it will follow you. If you want to have it take a picture, I don't know if you've seen that that where you do one of these commands, where you essentially you make a box with your two hands yeah. in front of it, and it'll it'll command the drone to take a picture uh, while it's in front. So not needing a remote, not needing a Wi-Fi signal or anything like that, or even like a Bluetooth device strapped to you, none of that. It's taking over piloting of my He's, drone. Yeah. So, so remember, I told you guys that if if nothing happens within a minute, it's just going to start to yeah. uh, default to land. I'm going to show you now also how to land it. I'm going to put it up really quick, and then you're going to land it in your palm, in the palm of your hand, all right? So there we go. How about the palm of Jackie's hand? I don't know about that. Jackie, you want to try this? <laughs> uh, it seems right. I think uh, you should. <laughs> it feels very objectifying when it looks you up and down. That's the thing. I was like, like it recognizing you and flashing and stuff, it feels very person yeah. like I don't right when it's just like it's, up, like, it's, down, it's like personified like it's like looking at you and you're like stop looking at me I don't like that <laughs> just just so everyone knows it's not scanning your face it's just looking to see if somebody's there that's that's what it's keeping doing. it in the database somewhere yeah, yeah sure it is <laughs> all right so I'm going to show you how we're going to land this right. real quick so I'm going to bring my hand to my chest okay and what I'm going to do is I'm going to slide my hand directly underneath it and it's going to realize that there's a hand directly underneath it. It's going to slowly descend in the center of my palm, and the motors are going to turn off. Right? Here we go. Did what he said it would. Whoa. It's that easy. <laughs> you ready? Uh, you going to try this? All right. Here we go. <laughs> okay, let's, what are we, you want to trade? Should we trade mics? Yeah, let's do that. 
All right, Jackie. All so right. I never sit in this seat. This is weird. Here's the button. You're going to press that twice. You're going to okay. hold this directly out in front of you, keeping this level. Okay. Okay? Once, Remember, once the lights are going to turn yellow to, 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 uh, to see that there's a pilot in front of it. Yep. Then they're going to turn green. Once it turns green, the motors are going to turn on, and they're going to start to spin up. Once the lights over here in the front turn red, that's when you can release the drone. Okay. Okay? And okay. you're going to release it just by gently letting go of it. It'll okay. come right out of your hand. All right. Okay? Release this then. Release the crack. And my hands are low enough. Okay. Yep, you're good there. So hit it twice. Mm-hmm. Hold that level. Hi. Oh. Yeah, don't worry. Do not <laughs> get nervous. You're fine. Me. You're fine. And let go. Whoa. Okay. So now go ahead, back up about a foot. Kay. Stick your palm directly out in front of it. Great. There you go. Now go ahead and pu pull your palm up. Weird. I wanted to get away it away from you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Isn't that great? Okay, so I'm going to land it now, right? I okay, go. so bring your hand to your chest. Okay. Okay. And now bring your hand, uh, slip your palm directly underneath it. Open. Go ahead. Yep, just like that. Keep your hands open. Whoa. That's all there Whoa. is to it. That was pretty cool. Not too shabby, huh? Wow. So you get 16 minutes of flight time out of this thing. Uh, again, it's a 12 megapixel, 1080 at 30 frames per second. It takes about 50 minutes to charge a battery. How much does that thing cost? A okay. million dollars. So, right. No, <laughs> no, not at all. There's so, a payment plan. No, not at all. <laughs> a so million this dollars is, a week. This is the, <laughs> so this is the smallest drone DJ has ever made, and we are now in the hundreds of dollars, whereas all uh -huh. the other drones are about 1,200, 13, 14. Uh, we are now at, uh, you can get the combo with this, with the remote and uh, batteries, uh, some accessories for six ninety nine, dollars You could buy the drone by itself for $499 and yeah. you could fly it from your phone. But oh, we need okay. to remember like what we were just doing just now. We don't need the phone. We could do yeah. just gesture mode and mess around and have a good time. Cool. So do you feel more confident about flying drones now, Peter? <laughs> no, no. I think it, it just takes a lot more practice. I just need to mess around with these and right, and just like yeah, like like playing the violin or the piano, like you were mentioning. Yeah. It, it's all a matter of uh, time. It seems easier to learn on something like that. Right. Let's go play with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So thank you, Ed, for coming and thank coming back me. and bringing cool drones. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh. And let's go play with it some more. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, y'all. The Most Useful Podcast Ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Jesse Wright Mendoza. We'd like to thank Sarah Bentley and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes, and while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about drones, you should check out our website, popularmechanics.com. We have drones coming out of our ears. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.